0: Well, hello, People's Church. It's good to see all of you today and just want to welcome everybody and welcome all of you joining us online. Glad to have you with us. Thank God for technology and a big welcome to our Indianapolis campus and our Midwest City uh, location. And Midwest City, a real quick note for you at Midwest City, starting next Sunday Uh, Through the rest of the summer here, we're going to have our service time switched, changed only at Midwest City Campus starting next Sunday to 1030 and 12 p.m. Midwest City, 1030 and 12 p.m. Put in the chat line for me right now. Start Midwest City Campus only. And then welcome our Northwest Campus. And I know you're either worshiping at Oklahoma City Campus or Midwest City or online. And I want to give you a quick update. Northwest are because of Friday. We, the, the workers had put a tarp on top of the roof, the roofers did, uh, for the preparation because the, our, our building got, got caught on fire, if you missed that, uh, and on the roof. And so the wind on Friday blew the tarp off and flooded our building. I mean, severely flooded the building. And so uh, right now we are uh, in talks with all the contractors, but it looks like it's going to be the end of July, uh, first part of August until we're able to get in the building. So would you pray, church? Come on, the devil's not going to stop the church of Jesus Christ. So I'm encouraged. Thank you for your prayers. So Northwest is kind of the update there with our Northwest location. And then we are watching COVID-19 carefully. Uh, to make wise decisions for you and your family. Right now, we are still slated to start our youth ministry again. Our, uh, with it, it's all online right now, but we're going to have our services in person in the Oklahoma City campuses. We'll announce to you soon in Indy when it's going to be. Uh, in Oklahoma City, it'll be July the 8th for the three locations. Uh, obviously, uh, for Northwest, you'll have to join one of the other locations uh, until our campus opens up there with all of the construction that needs to be completed. And then our kids ministry, at all of our locations will begin July 12th. So that's the plan as we'll continue to monitor everything. But July 12th, we're planning on opening up our kids' classrooms for kids' ministry. Well, this coming up Saturday People's Church, we're having our nursing home blessing where we're going to four different nursing homes and dropping off goodie bags and tablets so they can interact with their, their elderly, can interact with their family via technology and puzzles and all types of things we're going to be dropping off. I need you to help me. You always respond, well, I need about 50 more letters. To take to the nursing home, and so I need your help. I know some of you are thinking, "Well, somebody else will do it." No, I need you to do it. Okay, (laughs) would you help me? I want to bless our elderly, and they said the thing. One of the biggest things will be a note from you, our church family. So take a few moments and email care at people'schurch.tv. Care at people'schurch.tv. I need your note by the end of the day tomorrow. It can be a couple of sentences. It can be a paragraph. But thank you for blessing our elderly with those notes. Well people's church today is the day where I can do whatever I want after church today is the day I'm the boss and everybody will listen happy father's day to all the fathers come on would you show some love to all of our fathers come on happy father's day to all of our fathers today love you honored just to be your pastor and how you're leading your homes and your families to know Jesus and we want to bless you. I realize this has been a difficult season for many. COVID-19 has impacted so many families and we want to help bring families together during this season. And so dads, here's what we've done. We are providing you coffee, a donut and all your kids a donut at Dunkin Donuts between now and 12 p.m. tomorrow. So you can go to Dunkin Donuts. Matter of fact, just go to peoples.church/dad/dads. peoples.church/dads and listen, it'll tell you what to say, but you just go there and tell them you're from People's Church. And you get a coffee donut, take your kids, have a donut, enjoy some time with your kids at Dunkin' Donuts in the Oklahoma City metro area, Midwest City. Come on, yeah, thank God we can bless our dads. Thank you for your generosity, church, that we can be a blessing to families in this season. In the Indianapolis area is Jack's Donuts. Pastor Chris says Jack's is on fire. I'll never be it, but I got to go with am back in Indy. But Jack's Donuts in Lawrence and Fishers for all of our Indy dads. We want to be a blessing to you fathers. Happy Father's Day. Go get some donuts with your kids and have a good time on your church family. And I got to tell you a quick story about a dad. DJ and Latoya Austin and their two children have been attending People's Church for seven years. Many of you know them. Uh, They just have faithfully served for the past seven years in epic and first impressions on the on the PC kids dream team. And it was in November of 2019 that DJ started to feel sick, wonder what was wrong, thought it was pneumonia. In December, his health just continued to decline. And so he was admitted to the hospital. And when he was in the hospital, he was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I think they got a picture there of the family. Have you seen a picture yet? I want you to see a picture of this incredible family. And there's DJ and his family. Many of you might recognize, not nice, DJ, and it had congestive heart failure. And uh, I love this family. They're so faithful to God, so faithful to church. And DJ is uh, just a young, phenomenal man of God. And since then, he has been in the hospital multiple times uh, because of his, his heart condition. And long before we had to start social distancing uh, in March, he was already social distancing because of his own heart condition. Having a challenging time with going to work and in and out of a hospital, medical bills piling up on the family. And because of his heart condition, he is now just, just waiting for a heart transplant And so you can pray for DJ, and he has to wear a vest for his heart uh, as well right now, and it carries an an IV bag uh, 24 hours a day for the pain. Um, And so it's just been a a challenging time. And what, what I love about DJ and his family, DJ is so upbeat, so full of faith, drawing closer to God, still on Zoom calls, still going to church online, still on Zoom small groups. I mean, staying faithful to God. And and, and we, this week on Father's Day week, called DJ and his family to church, and we surprised them, you surprised them, with a $5,000 check to wipe out that medical debt that they had. We did that as a church. Come on, would you thank God right now? Happy Father's Day, DJ. We love you. We love our fathers. Thank you for being a generous church. Lord, bless DJ. Heal his heart. Provide for his family. Lord, give him a heart transplant. Heal him with your power. You're able, God. Touch him, I pray. Strengthen his body. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. We are the church. We are the church. Thank you for being a blessing, People's Church. Well, I'm ready to preach God's word. Come on, somebody hit the share button. Hit the share button. I got a word from the Lord for your life on this Father's Day. You know, every year, I'm a planner. And so I plan out my calendar every year and plan out the year. And when I enter into the year, I, I have a pretty well planned out, out calendar. And on my calendar, there are certain dates I just can't wait for. Like our family vacation every year on the calendar, I can't wait for it. I'm always just excited for it. I, me and Tiffany, every year now with COVID-19, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but every year or before this year, we always take a trip together without the kids. I mean, we just, I just can't wait for it to get away with my bride for two or three or four or five days, just the two of us without the kids. I mean, I just can't wait for it every year. I, 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 I can't wait for the holiday season. I love Thanksgiving. Love to eat the food. I, I love Christmas. I, I just can't wait for it. Eggnog lattes and eggnog milkshakes. I'm already counting down. Come on. I think they ought to release eggnog in August. Come on, somebody. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, I, I just can't. I just I can't wait. And, and in this season right now, church, I, I'll be honest. I, I cannot wait for the rapture of the church. I can't wait to be with, I really can't. I look at the COVID-19 and sickness and hate and racism and division and all the murders and the mess in our world. I am reminded like never before that heaven is our home and I've been longing, come back, Lord Jesus. Come back, Lord Jesus. Come back, Lord Jesus. Rapture your church. I mean, I have been longing for this date, the big date that's on God's calendar. This is the next big day on God's prophetic calendar, the rapture. Somebody right now is thinking, what is that? I've heard about it before. I don't really understand it. Pastor, the first time I heard about it was today or or last week when you mentioned it. What is the rapture? Well, it's the moment when God is going to catch away and remove every Christian, going to remove his church from the earth. Listen, Listen, church, instantly every Christ follower who has who has died and every Christ follower who is alive God is going to rapture them he's going to he's going to carry them for take them away from the earth into heaven and I want you to imagine this imagine what it's going to be like when every single believer is caught away imagine this They're instantly, we're instantly gone from the earth. Imagine, get your mind thinking. Imagine what that's going to be like when a man is on his knee proposing to his girlfriend. And he opens up the case, reveals the diamonds, and he says, Will you marry me? Poof, she's gone. He's there. And that's why you shouldn't be unequally yoked. Just right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. Imagine what it's going to be like. Five on five basketball game. And they're out there basketball playing, playing some ball, sweating, layups, dunks. And all of a sudden, five on five went to three on two. Because five of them are gone. Only thing left are their shorts and their air Jordans and the other three, the other five took off running because they're scared. And a couple of minutes later, a couple of fellas walked by and was like, what? Jordans, the Lord has provided. And they don't know they just mixed the rapture. I don't know. I mean, imagine what it's going to be like when cars are swerving off the road and accidents are happening all around the world because Christians have been taken from the earth. I want you to imagine with me what it's going to be like when people are in the restaurant ordering their food and all of a sudden as the waiter, as the waitress is in the restaurant, poof, they're gone. And people are sitting there ready to order their food. Churches on Sundays all across the world are going to be worshiping and the rapture is going to take place and there'll be some ushers that'll go, but there'll be some that will stay. And there'll be some greeters that'll go and there'll be some greeters that'll stay. And there'll be some in the kids church that'll go and some will stay. And there'll be some worship teams. Some of them gonna go and some of them are gonna stay. There are gonna be some preachers. Gonna still be preaching. When the rapture takes place, imagine what it's going to be like. You say, Pastor, are you telling me there's going to be some church folk that don't go in the rapture? I'm not telling you that. God does. Two will be in the field. One will be left one to be taken. Because you can go to church and not be a follower of Jesus Christ. And God is going to take his followers. He's going to take his people in The rapture, it's all throughout the Bible that this next event is going to happen quickly. It's going to happen unannounced. You see it in John chapter 14, verse number one, it says, and if I go, Jesus says, and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Jesus left heaven, left earth, and went back to heaven after he died on the cross and rose again. And he's right now in heaven preparing a place for you. And he's coming back soon to take you to be with him. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 51, I want you to see it, it's all throughout the Bible. Listen, I tell you, a mystery, it's a mystery. It's, it's hard to get your mind around it. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. You, you are all going to get a heavenly body in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye. In other words, it's going to happen so quickly, the time it takes for light to reflect off your eye. And boom, the church is gone from the earth it goes on to say, at the, at, that last, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Church, Jesus is coming back soon for his church. And there are different views from Christians on when this event is going to take place. And I want you to know at People's Church, if you have a different lean or perspective than I do. That's okay. This is not a dividing issue in our church. You know, there are some that believe that this event is going to take mid-trib and mid-tribulation. The tribulation period is a seven-year period. It's going to be horrific. It's going to be so much pain and hurt and turmoil. And there are Christians that believe it's going to take place at the three-and-a-half-year mark. There, 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 are, there are some that, that, that are post Trib, post-tribulation. They believe that the church is going to be raptured from the earth, taken from the earth at the end of the tribulation period. Eileen, I my lean is your pastor's Eileen pre-trib. I-, I believe that the church is going to be taken at the, but right before the tribulation starts. And, and let me just give you some reasons why a couple of weeks ago. Now listen, if you missed a week of this series, please get online and watch this series. We are living in the last days and I want to prepare your heart. And I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago that in Revelation chapter 1 through Revelation chapter 3, the word church or churches is mentioned eight Times, but after chapter 3, the word church or churches is not mentioned again until heaven, and I believe that the reason why is because the church is not on the earth. God raptures the church before the tribulation period begins. You see, I don't believe God has appointed Christians to go through the wrath of the tribulation period. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, for God did not appoint us Christians to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, please understand something. Because of the sin in the human heart because there is a devil. There are demons. We are suffering right now on this earth, but I have to help you understand something. The tragedy, the pain, the trauma of the tribulation period cannot even Compare? Does he listen? The, what we're experiencing now on Earth can't even compare to the tribulation period. All of the pain, all of the—I'm telling you, church, you can't. It can't even compare. It is going to be horrific. It's going to be judgment. It's going to be wrath. And I believe here, Jesus is te- the Word of God is teaching us that Jesus is going to come back so that we don't suffer the wrath of the seven-year tribulation period. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10 says this, since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour, he's talking to the church of Philadelphia, in the church age, which we're living in the church age, he says from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. And many biblical scholars believe the hour of, of trial the hour of testing is referring to the tribulation period and that God is going to come back and he's going to keep Christ followers from that period that hour of trial and testing by rapturing out the church by taking away the church you say pastor I still don't really get this whole rapture thing what will happen during the rapture what will happen I want to unpack this I want you to know as a believer What's going to happen? And just in case some of you are left, I want you to know what's going on. Just look at your neighbor, even at home, and say, don't you be left. Don't you be left. Don't, don't be left. I want to unpack what I want to spend the rest of my time here, the next few moments, unpacking these verses with you in First Thessalonians chapter number 4 verse 15 through 18. Get your notes ready at home. Get your notes ready. Get your notes ready. You got to get some notes here about the rapture. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 15. 15. We're going to go verse by verse today. and I'm going to unpack these verses. It says this, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not perceive those who have fallen asleep. Everybody shout the word asleep come on in the chat line right asleep asleep who have fallen asleep for the lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first after that we who are still alive and are left will be caught up there it goes caught up together and I could unpack that for you the difference between being caught up with the rapture and in the second coming which I'm going to talk about with you through, during this series Jesus is actually coming down to the earth but the rapture we, we are caught up and the dead in Christ will rise Excuse me, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now, the first thing the Bible lets us know in verse 15, it says that those who have fallen asleep will precede those who are still asleep. Alive. So the first thing that we need to understand about the rapture is what happens when Christians die. And the Bible refers to Christians who die as being asleep. So when you die as a Christian, here's what happens. Our bodies are asleep, but our spirits are alive in the presence of the Lord. When we die, our bodies sleep, but our spirit immediately goes to be with the Lord. Let me show this to you. The Bible talks about this several times, about how when Christians die, it actually uses this word, we, we sleep. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13 says, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do and have no hope. So church, in the truest sense, Christians do not die. Our bodies sleep and our spirits go to heaven to be with the Lord in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse six, verse six, it says, "After that He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep." Acts chapter 7, verse 59 through 60 says, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord, Jesus, receive my spirit. And obviously Stephen dies. It says, then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen's body went to sleep and his spirit. Spirit went to be with the Lord. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8, we are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. How can both of those be true at the same time, away from the body and at home with the Lord? Well, because when a Christian dies, our body sleeps, but our spirit goes home to be with the Lord. The very second you die, immediately, instantly, your spirit goes to be with the Lord. You hear people say, I lost a loved one. Well, can I tell you, if you have ever lost a loved one who's a believer, you didn't really lose them. You know exactly where they are. In the presence of God in heaven. They're not dead. They're alive in heaven. You see, at the rapture, Christians' bodies will be raised and will unite with their spirit. Let me unpack this next verse for you to bring more clarity. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. It says, the Lord himself, that's key. I, I love this. The Lord himself. He's not sending an angel. He's not sending a substitute. He's not sending a text message. He's not going to send a social media alert or an emergency alert. He's not going to place a telephone call about the rapture. Jesus Christ himself is coming back for his church. You say, why is Jesus coming himself? Why is this significant? Well, because we are his bride. And Jesus is right now preparing a place for his bride. And he cannot wait. He loves the church. He died to create the church. And he cannot wait to come back to take the church to be where he is. You know, back in 1997, in May, I graduated from, from college. And Tiffany and I that summer got engaged. And because she was... You know, she was going to burn if we didn't hurry up and get married. We decided to get married in December, and Christmas time. december That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And so um, December the 20th. And she was living in Nebraska with her family. Uh, I was in Springfield, Missouri. And I remember as, as the day was getting closer to our wedding day, I was making preparations. And I, I was searching the city. I'm getting ready to get married. I want to find the nicest Cleanest, safest apartment I can find for $350. Well, I mean, for three, but three, I mean the best, the best I can find for $350. And, and I found one brand new fourplex. There was like three or four of these fourplexes and I found one nobody had ever lived in. Brand new. Man, I, I was so excited making preparation. I could not wait to get married to Tiffany for two reasons. First of all, I couldn't wait for honeymoon night. Let me move right along. And, and, then, and then I could not wait to bring my bride back to be with me in our new apartment. And church, can I tell you that Jesus cannot wait to come back. He's just waiting. He's on edge right now, waiting for his heavenly father to say, now is the time to come back for his church, his bride, and to take us to be where he is. that's good news. The rapture. And it says this, the scripture there is in verse 16. It says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven, Why? From heaven. Because right now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's there at the right hand, preparing a place for you and I. He's preparing our home right now. And he will come back without announcement. He will come back, the Bible describes it, like a thief in the night. So you got to be prepared. Because it's like a thief in the night. You don't know when the thief is coming. But he's coming. And Jesus is coming back like a thief in the night. And the Bible says he's going to have a loud command. I just trying to imagine this loud command, and like like the voice of an archangel, and and the trumpets are sounding. and And as I was studying this week, I found there in the Greek the loud command: Jesus is going to shout this. He's going to shout, "Cooper Trooper." I, I just made that up because somebody's been sleeping in church. I yeah, I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's not in the Bible. But I don't know exactly what he's going to shout, but it's going to be amazing. Our Savior is going to shout and dead bodies are going to rise at his command. Those who are alive that are Christians are going to rise to meet the Lord. And we're going home to be with the Lord. John says this in John 5, verse 25, very true. Jesus says this very truly, i tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. The Bible says Jesus is going to come and wake up every sleeping Christian. The Bible says the dead in Christ will rise First. Why do the dead in Christ rise first at the rapture? I I don't know. I think it's intriguing. I don't know why the dead in Christ go first. Maybe it's because they have six feet further to go. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, you, you'll guess that later. You'll catch that later. But but I, I'm not exactly sure why the dead in Christ rise first. But the Bible says the dead in Christ rise first. And when they rise, they're, they're going to get a new body, a, a, a heavenly body, and their body is going to rise out of that grave when Jesus commands. He He shouts their bodies are going to come. Their spirits are in heaven with Jesus. And so their spirits are going to be coming from heaven. Their body is going to be coming from earth and Christians who have died, their body and their spirits are going to reunite in the clouds. Reunited and it feels so good. You'll you'll get it later. You'll get it later. You'll get it later. And then everyone who is still alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the clouds. First Thessalonians chapter four and verse 17 says this, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them, with the dead in Christ. We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And and so we will be, I love this, we will be with the Lord forever. Wow. It's incredible news. Jesus is coming back. This earth is not our home. He's coming back so that we can spend forever and ever in the presence of the Lord. And my question is this whether you're online, uh, here at Oklahoma City, one of our other locations, my question is are you ready? Are you ready? Here's what verse 18 says in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 18 says, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is great news. The scripture says, encourage people's hearts with these words. And I want to spend the next few moments as we're living in the last days. And I want to encourage you with the words and the news that Jesus is coming back. I want to encourage you with three things. I got to get you prepared. Church, you got to be ready. I love you. I don't want you to miss this next big event on God's calendar. I want to encourage you in three ways. The Bible says encourage one another with these words. Let me encourage you with this. I encourage you to pray. Encourage you to pray. Let let me just shift over to another portion of scripture here that it talks about the end of the world as well. And in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 7, I want to prepare you. It says the end of all things is near. Therefore, you got to catch what happens after the therefore. The end of all things is near. Church, we are living in the last days. We're living in the last days. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. As we're approaching the end of the world as we know it, it's vitally important, church, that you pray. Prayer must be a priority in our lives. Prayer is what keeps us heavenly-minded instead of earthly-minded. Prayer keeps us focused on God instead of focused on the devil and the things of this world. Prayer keeps our hearts from sin. Prayer keeps us close to God. Prayer keeps us connected to God. Church, how's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? A lot of people have a, tel- a television life. A lot of people have a social media life. A lot of people have a work life, a friend life, a love life, but a lot of people are missing a prayer life. And prayer is key to victory. And church, I've been praying like crazy. I mean, praying. You said, Pastor, you're supposed to. You're a pastor. No. No, this is about Christians. We got to pray. I mean, when I, woke up in the, when I wake up in the morning, I'm praying. I woke up about 4 or so this morning, 4, 4.30. I couldn't go back to sleep. I just laid in bed. I, pr- I prayed for an hour. I just sat there and prayed. Anybody like me, you try to go back to sleep, but you can't You just keep praying. It's Jesus. I just, I just praying. And then when I got up, I prayed. Have my devotion time. I got to pray. You say, Pastor, well, you're a preacher. That's what you're supposed to do. No. Listen, I need the Lord or I will walk in the flesh. I got to pray right now. I gotta pray. And man, I'm telling you, I haven't even been listening to Sports Animal. I usually listen to Christian music or listen to Sports Animal. But in these days that we're living in with so much hatred and chaos and division and racism and murder and a virus on the loose, man, I have not been listening to Sports Animal. I've been in the car with worship music praying because I need the Lord. I need His presence. Oh, I'm praying. I'm praying before meetings. I'm praying during meetings. I'm praying after meetings. On my drive home, I'm praying. When I'm laying my head down on the pillow, I'm, I am praying. We've got to pray. I want to encourage you. Church, you got to pray. got to pray. You got to pray. In these last days, pray. Number two is this. Is the second thing the scripture teaches us. It says the end of all things is near. And therefore, the first thing is pray. The second thing it tells us, encourage you to love people. I encourage you to love People, Notice this in verse 8, the very next verse. Above all, church, above everything else, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. As we're approaching the end of the age, we need to be focused on loving each other. And I want you to hear a strong vernacular, strong language the Bible uses. Love each other deeply deeply. And this isn't going to be easy in the world that we live in. You know, you know the Bible actually explains a paradox in the last days. It tells us to love one another deeply, and then the Bible also describes in the last days how people are not going to have love. It's a paradox. Let me show this to you. Matthew 24, I taught this to you when I talked about the signs of the end of the time in week number one of the series. Go, go listen to the message. But it says this in Matthew 24 and verse 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. You see, in the last days, there are going to be a lot of people who are increasing with a cold, wicked, and hateful heart. We're seeing it today. We're seeing it. We're seeing hate increase. Murder increase. Racism and division increase. Violence increase. I mean, we're Seeing it, and the Bible tells us as Christians to love each other deeply. Church, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and lives every single day. God, fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit, so I don't get a bitter heart, so I don't get a hateful heart. If you're not careful, the world and the ways of the world will start tre- start slipping into your heart, and you start hating. Your heart will start growing cold. You'll start getting bitter. And God's word says, no, 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 love. Yeah, bring about change. Bring about justice. Use your voice. But do it with love. Have love in your heart. Love people. And I ask God's Holy Spirit, God, give me a love for all people. Help me to love people. And I love you, my church family. I love you. I love you. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that can give you a love for all people, that you would love red, yellow, black, and white, and brown. Come on, you can love, come on, love all of God's people, Democrat, Republican, independent, rich, middle class, poor. Oh, God, give us love in our hearts in these last days, that you would fill us with love that only comes from God. Number three, number three, number three, number three, number three. The end of all things is near. Encourage you to pray. Encourage you to love people from the scripture. And number three, encourage you to help people. To help people. Church, please, please, please hear the heart of your pastor. I don't preach my own opinion. I, I just give you the Bible. I'm not preaching your ideologies, what's the latest fad, what's happening on social media. I'm trying to get you ready, to get you earthly, get you heavenly minded instead of earthly minded. We're living in the last days. And I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready. And your Bible says the end of all things is near. And then it goes on to say this in verse number nine. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. You see, in the last days, you and I need to have a heart for others and not just a heart for ourselves. And we're going to constantly be tempted to make life all about us. You see, there's another paradox in the Bible about these last days. God tells us to help others, but then he also tells us what's going to be happening in the world. Let me take you again, not to my opinion. Let me take you to what your Bible says. 2 Timothy chapter 3 talks about the last days. Verse 1 says, but mark this, count on this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. It's going to be all about them. All about them. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents ungrateful, unholy. Let me tell you what your Bible says about the last days. Without love, unforgiving, won't let it go, won't let it go, won't let it go, won't let it go. Slander It's going to talk about people all behind their back, don't talk, talk, talk. Without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And we have to be a people that the Holy Spirit touches our hearts in these last days to serve others, to give our life away for others. Church, let me tell you one of the key reasons to be on a dream team, not just because you'll make a difference for others, you will. But let me tell you one of the key reasons in these last days, because it'll help you keep your heart right with God. Give your life away. Help others. Help make a difference because it's easy to make life all about you. So serve others, help others, bless others, give to others. Let me tell you one of the reasons you got to give. Give. Oh, no, you know, Pastor, you just, you just trying to bless the church. Or you're trying to just get help everybody that's hurting. And I, I need them. I'm not, let me give you my motive. Let me give you my motive. It's for you. I want your heart. I, listen, Tiffany and I tithe and give because we need our hearts right with God because it's easy to turn inward. So we got to serve and we got to help and we got to give. We can't make life all about us. We got to give our lives away to reach as many people as possible with the hope and the good news of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray to love and to help.